Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow Him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. How is everybody? Good, good. I'm glad. There's a lot of you, a lot of you, which is exciting and nerve-wracking all at the same time. But I'm excited for tonight. I've been thinking and praying about this for a while. Might not standing in the right spot. That's all right. That's the Holy Spirit. All right, so tonight we're starting a new series called I Wonder. And I was really excited when Robert and I were kind of discussing what this was going to be. Because number one, it has to do with science. And you guys know, anytime it has to do with science, I'm on board. Um, And then the second thing, anytime I get to talk to you guys about Jesus, I'm on board with that too. So science and Jesus, two of my favorite things to talk about and talking about with my favorite people. So uh, I am going to pray again just because I love to open in prayer. That's just part of who I am. And so uh, bow your heads with me. Father, thank you, Lord, that your spirit is here. Your spirit is upon us, Lord God, and you have a word for us, Lord. And I just pray that you would just open up our hearts, Lord, to see what it is that your truth is that you have for us tonight. I thank you that you left us your truth um, so that we would know uh, what it is that you think about us, what it is you want us to do, Lord God, and that while we're on this earth, that we would strive every day to do what you have called us to do. And so just bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so many of you guys obviously might know how much I love science in the Bible because a couple years ago, how many of you were in my COVID class outside? Yes, right? We like we blew up some stuff a few times. We Yeah, we yeah, you should have been there. Oh, that was Adventure 7. Never mind. That was Adventure 7. So, um obviously love science. I'm not going to blow anything up tonight, but I do want to kind of start off with what wonder means. So, we're kind of going to start with the definition of what wonder means. Not wander like I'm going to wander through the forest, but wonder. So, wonder is this desire To be curious or to know something, right? To be the desire to be curious or to know something. And we're curious people, right? From a young age, we're very curious. My children were very curious growing up. A lot of times that curiosity got them into messes or got them into places they didn't necessarily want to be as young children because, you know, they would get stuck trying to crawl into a place that they couldn't crawl back out of. But they were probably curious as to what was behind the couch. Um, So it's just our natural desire to be curious people. We're daydreamers. We're thinkers. Right? I know we're daydreamers because as I'm teaching class sometimes, I see kids are like, and they're not looking at me. They're, just, they're daydreaming. I was a daydreamer too in class, even though I became a teacher. But God gave us a brain. Right? It's this magnificent thing that weighs about three to five pounds in between our ears. Um, and so we wonder about things. Brain fact for you guys, just because I love science and facts. But according to a USC study, the average brain generates 48.6 thoughts per minute. 48.6 thoughts per minute for a total of about 70,000 thoughts a day. So I've been talking for maybe two, two and a half minutes. That means you've had almost 50 times four, right? About 200 thoughts Then um, just the time that I've been talking. So I was like, okay, well, what are some things that maybe teens wonder about? And I was like, well, what was I wondering when I was a teen? Or like younger in my younger age. And I used to think like, well, I wonder if... My parents are going to get back together, right? That was something I wondered as a kid because, unfortunately, I experienced divorce at five years old with my parents, and so I would wonder that all the time. I would wonder if they were going to get back together. I used to wonder also, like, 
junior high age, right? Am I ever going to fit in? Even high school, I'll be honest with you. Even now, sometimes I think, am I going to fit in? But um, so I would just wonder, like, am I going to fit in, right? Okay, and then just a little bit more, like, some of you are junior high, high school, like, am I ever going to have a boyfriend, right, or a girlfriend? Like, you wonder about those things. You just, you do. Let's just be real. We do. Um, I used to wonder, like, are there aliens? Are there aliens? I used to see funny stuff up in the skies. I grew up in the desert, right? So lots of clear nights. You'd see funny things in the sky, and you're like, what is that? I did grow up in Arizona, and, you know, Nevada wasn't too far away, so who knows what it was, but um, I would also wonder sometimes, like, is my family from a different planet? Like, <laughs> seriously, am I the only one on Earth right now? Um, also, like, I was a little bit of a tomboy growing up, so I, would, I did, like, bikes and that kind of stuff, so I was like, oh, I wonder if I go off that ramp, like, am I going to live or die? Like, I would wonder those things. Um, obviously, I lived. All right, and this one's for Robert, because I did, I did kind of remember this, or wonder this, too. Like, if I stare at the sun long enough, will my eyes get sunburned? You know? So, <laughs> I mean, all right, so those are all things I wondered, like, as a kid, as a teen. So those are kind of, like, personal to me. So that's what I would call, like, on, a, like, a small picture type of scale, but also big picture, Right? Big things in life I would wonder about. Like, um, are we the only planet with life on it? Right? God has a huge universe. And as a kid, I'm like, are we really? I mean, how many of you have wondered that before? I have. I know other students have. Um, also, I would wonder, so if God created everything, then why is there evil in the world? And did he create that too? Right? This is big picture stuff that I would wonder also. Is there really life after death? Things I wondered as a kid and even as a teen, will I go to heaven or not when I die? And obviously some of those wanderings, I've been able to search the scriptures and find answers, and I'm glad that I have those answers now. But when I, back then, those were things I used to wonder about. And so what does it have to do with our I Wonder series? Because as I was thinking about different questions, and a lot of your leaders gave me some great questions, which I really want to, and not like towards the end of the series, I want to address all of those questions with some of your leaders up here as well. Um, but there was this one question that just kept setting heavy on my heart. And I was really wrestling with it, probably like around Sunday. I was actually right here, and I was just kind of waiting, having quiet time with God. I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to talk about? You know, I love science. I love you. I love the Bible. Like, what, what is it? And this question came up of why am I here and what is the purpose of our existence? Because if I've been teaching any amount of time, which I have about 12 years now, science and things like that, that question comes up a lot. Like, why are we even here? Like, why do we exist? And so, you know, what was the beginning of our existence? So no matter what age you ask this question at, you could be young, you could be a little bit older. This is our, that we have an underlying theme or desire to know what our beginning is or the reason for our existence. Since the whole kind of big bang evolution creation type of kind of debate, which is a big question, I don't have the time to go into detail with it with the scope of tonight. A lot of you have heard me talk about that. That's kind of what the Discovering God series was back when we were back outside. But it's this idea of, you know, was I designed, was I created, or was I just this thing of randomness and chance? And that's kind of something, right, both kind of have to have some level of faith to believe in. Um, and that is, you know, that is something that you guys wrestle with in the schools. I know that as well. And so, you know, anytime you guys just want to have an off conversation about that with me, if you've never heard any of us talking about that, just let me know. But I kind of wanted to lean in a little bit back to this question of why are we here or what is our existence? And so... I was like, well, I kind of know the answer for me now because I've, you know, I've studied 
and you know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and I know my purpose in him and through him. I said, but I'm like, well, what about somebody who doesn't necessarily know Jesus? Or what about somebody, you know, where do they go for answers? And I'm thinking, because, and I'm like, oh, well, you're a teacher. Search it up. That's what they say. Search it up. You know, that's like the whole thing, right? Google it. So I was like, okay, just, I know the, I know the church answer. I know the Jesus answer. And I really, you know, I want to lean kids towards Jesus. But I was like, Let's just say a kid's at home. They want to know why they're here on earth. They want to know their purpose for existence. They want to know why they're here. So I said, well, what do they do? They go to Google, right? Because unfortunately right now, and I hope that this is something that you guys will do as you become older and become more mature, like you have to understand how to decipher truth from non-truth. And unfortunately, there's so much non-truth out there um, that it can be hard to decipher. And so Google, obviously, not to me the, the biggest trusted place to find information, but I think that's where people are going. And this is what I found, and I think they have a quote up there for me. Um, this comes from Psychology Today, and it says that, what is the purpose of life? An answer, as opposed to the answer, to the ultimate question is why we exist to, con- is that we exist to continue to exist. We evolved to evolve. This is fundamental to every living organism. Each day, our purpose, it kind of goes on, I don't have it on there. Each day, our purpose is to strive to be a little better than the day before and to continue this evolutionary process throughout our lifetime. New Scientist, another article, said our existence or our purpose is to reproduce and survive. To reproduce and survive. And to fulfill evolution. And so I'm sitting there and I really struggled with these answers that I was getting. And I was like, God... This is so not true. Like, this is not why we're here. Like, this is being filled in the minds of some of our students. These are being filled in the minds, possibly, of my own children, you know, if I'm not careful to teach them the right way. So I just, I struggled with this answer, and it literally made my heart hurt. Because there are so many people searching for answers out there right now, and they are looking in all the wrong places. And I know this firsthand because... Right? As being in the trenches with you guys and a lot of your stories, and I know, I know that they, you guys are looking for answers, and I know that the struggle is weird, is real. And so, right? But culture, right? Culture's giving you guys a lie. We were created for so much more. There is so much more to our purpose than to simply exist, survive, and evolve. God has written a story about each and every one of us that far exceeds anything else that we could ever ask or imagine. So, right, that's why I press into this question because it was just weighing on my heart. So many are struggling right now, and I want you guys to know. I want you to know first and foremost that I see you. FCC sees you. Your leaders see you. But most of all and most importantly, God sees you. I know that there are struggles out there. I did some research, right? Suicide rate is up. Mental health in youth is up. Mental health in general is up. Drug overdoses in youth, up. In our city alone, the fentanyl usage right now is detrimental because people don't know what the right answer is, so they're looking in all the wrong places. Alcohol abuse is starting at younger ages. The amount of kids in foster care is rising. High school dropout rate is increasing. And this is the message that I want you guys to hear today. Amongst all of those things that are going on, I want you to know that you matter, right? If, if you're out there watching or whatever, this is part of the message today, and the reason why I want to press into this so much is that you matter. Whatever your struggle is in, God sees you. 
and we see you here. As a whole right now, unfortunately, what I have found is that the world is trying to take more and more out of God. I don't know if you guys know this, but our forefathers founded this country and this nation on the principles of God and Jesus Christ. And the more that our schools and the more that our nation tries to take him out, these numbers are only going to rise. And so I want you guys to know, first and foremost, that don't believe the lie that the world is telling you, that you are simply here to survive, reproduce, and exist. There is so much more. Romans 125, I'm going to go there because this is, I think, what's happening with our world. is We're exchanging the truth of who God is for a lie. Romans 125 tells us, They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Truth in this, right? Truth is God revealing himself through creation, through nature. Paul tells us that just before, that God's invisible qualities and that his divine nature are being clearly seen so that man will be without excuse. God has revealed himself to us. It is a choice whether or not we want to accept the truth or continue to believe the lie. And the lie is simply this, that we can live independent of the truth. And I'm telling you right now, we cannot. Jesus Christ is the truth, the way, and the life, and he is the only one that can truly save us. So here's the truth, too. You matter, you have purpose, and you were made for purpose, for a purpose on purpose. And I wanted to share with you one of my favorite Bible verses. It's in Psalms. So sorry, I didn't tell you guys ahead of time. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 139. Circle this one, right? Anytime you forget who you are in Christ, anytime you forget your identity, or somebody wants to try to tell you lies of who you are, go to Psalm 139 and look at what God says about you. Look at what Jesus says about you, because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what he says, and he loves us. Psalm 139, 13 through 18, they'll have it on the screen if you don't have your Bibles with you, says this, for you knit me, you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And I want to just help. Oh, we can stop at 16. Sorry. I wanted to stop at the bottom of 16 because it says every single day has been ordained for us from the beginning of time. That means that you have a purpose because God has already ordained for you the work and the, and the calling that he has on your life. And so, yes, you matter. You matter to God. And this God that we serve, can I just tell you who your creator is just for a little bit? This is where I really under, love to get into some science and just really brag on God. Like, can I just brag on God for a little bit? The one who made you and created you in your mother's womb to just see how great and how grand this God is. Um, so in the beginning, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the spirit, of, the spirit was hovering over the waters. And then he said, he spoke, let there be light, right? And there was light. And light came out of the mouth of God traveling 186,000 miles per second. Take that into perspective for a second. Nothing travels faster than the speed of light. The speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. Here's some of what God created. I've got some pictures for you guys of just 
just a little bit of his creation, his universe is still expanding. He's still creating. He's still God. Let's have the first one up here. First one up here is going to be our, our Milky Way, right? So there's, we're a spiral galaxy. Um, that's us right there. Can you see it? Okay, so that's us. That's Earth, right? Earth is huge, right? And then somewhere in that little tiny place, we, maybe we can find ourselves on there. I don't know. I look at images like this, and I go, wow, I am so not as big as I claim to be sometimes. My God is way bigger than me. What about the next one? Uh, this one right here, that's Andromeda, another beautiful galaxy. Those are just billions and billions of stars. Next one we have, that's called God's Eye. That's actually a nebula. Um, isn't it pretty? I, mean, I just love, absolutely love to just, I mean, and this is God, and he's just showing off. I got this. He's got, there's many, many, many more. Uh, next one we have, oh, I love this one. It's called Pillars of Creation. It's just stars and gas and just amazing cosmic stuff. Did I have a little one more or was that it? Oh, one of my favorites, right? Sombrero Galaxy. Sombrero Galaxy. So there, some of God's creation to kind of show his might, his majesty, right? The same God that put those stars into existence is the same God that made you and me. So if God can make that, it helps me to understand how much he actually loves me and loves all of us. Um, the other thing that blows my mind, and here's, here's one of the things where I'm like, I, obviously we all have to have a creator and a designer. DNA, right? Dioc I'm not even trying to say it. Dioxonucleic ribone, di whatever. I would probably say it if I was in class. But, um, right, the genetic code of who you are. Each DNA cell, or each cell has, in the nucleus, DNA. That DNA has a three billion base pair genetic code of who you are that makes up who you are in one cell. If you were to stretch that DNA in one cell, it would be six feet long, okay? Right now in your body, we have just a low estimate, probably somewhere around 10 trillion cells, okay? Six feet times 10 trillion cells. Let's do the math. I'm also a math teacher. Six trillion feet of DNA, okay? I don't really know what six trillion feet is like, but let me just give it to you in a little bit of a perspective that you might be able to think of. The solar system. If you were to go to the end of the solar system and back twice, twice the diameter of the solar system, that's how much it is for six trillion feet. And that is the genetic makeup in every single one of your bodies. Not one single person has it duplicated. Randomness and chance? I don't think so. That points to a designer completely and fully. And just so you guys know kind of how we measure the universe, right? My, a light year, right? So like a ruler, not going to work. Like a meter stick, no. Not even, you know, you go to Home Depot and you get the really long one. It's like 40 feet long. No. We measure the universe and the solar system in light years, which means it's how far, how far light can travel in one year. So that's the meter stick that we are measuring God's mighty power and grandness with. You guys trying to get a little bit of a perspective how great and how grand this God is? I really, really hope you are. Because what happens is when I can look at a God like that and read how he knit me together in the most intimate way in my mother's womb, I am absolutely floored that a God like that cares enough about me and about you. 
And the last thing I want to kind of, not, not last thing, but the next thing I want to move on to is just this idea of, um, it's in Colossians 1, 15 through 17, probably top five of my Bible verses as, you know, in the last like six months. But Colossians tells us this, he says, the son, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created. Everything we just saw and many, 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 many more things. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and by him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. In Christ. So maybe you came in here tonight and you don't know what, how things are going to be held together in your life. You don't know. You could be suffering hurt, pain, abuse, anxiety, depression, any number of these things. You want to know who is going to hold it together for you? His name is Jesus Christ, and he was with God in the beginning, and he is the creator of all those things, and he is the creator of who you are. And it says that in him all things hold together. So when you don't know if you're going to make it through the night, or you don't know if you're going to wake up the next day because you just can't get out of bed, or you can't handle the fact that you are in a situation and it's abusive, or you don't know... I've been through a lot, guys, in my life. I've woken up before and going, how am I going to get out of this situation? Or why is this person's sin affecting me so much? It wasn't even my fault. We can be so much affected by other people's sins and going, I don't even know how to, what do I do? You need to lean into your Savior and the one who made you and the one who knows you better than anybody else and know that not only did he make you, but he cares for you and he's here to walk with you and he's here to be with you through any trial or any hurt or any pain and that he sees you, and that you do matter. Don't leave this place thinking that you don't matter, because you do. And so back to the question, what is our purpose? What I found for myself is that to reflect the light of Jesus Christ in a dark world. That is our purpose. There is darkness around us. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, and you have professed him at your faith, you are called what's called an image bearer. You bear the image of Christ, and you could very well be the, next, the person who can set somebody free just by displaying God's glory in how you treat others and how you handle situations and how you trust in Jesus and how you stand up for him and others when it's not the popular thing or the cool thing. People are hurting right now. People need help. That could very well be somebody right next to you right now who needs help, who just needs to see you display the image of Christ without being afraid or without being ashamed. And so if I had to say what is our purpose... That's what I would think our purpose is. Among other things that God has us here, he's called us by name. He's called us to different um, gifts and different talents to glorify him with. But lean in to one, just lean into him and know that you matter. And I'm going to close in prayer for us so we can have some more worship as they come up. Father, thank you that you are almighty. You are sovereign. You are creator of all things. You are omniscient, omnipresent, you are our God. And we can call upon you, Lord, and you look to us. You never leave us or forsake us. You are with us in the trials. You are with us in the good times, in the valleys. You are with us on the mountaintop. You never leave our sides, Lord God. Even if we go to the other side, the depths of the ocean, there your hand will guide us. So thank you so much for the promise of 
who you are to us and that you will never leave us. I pray for every single student in here, whatever they came in with, Lord God, that they would just, in this time, in the quietness of their heart, that they would just surrender whatever it is to you. The hurt, the pain, the anxiety, that they would just lay it at your feet, Lord God. And it's not anything special they have to do. They just have to just say, Jesus, help me. I need help with this. And that's a first start, God. So as we sing these songs, Lord God, may you just, your spirit continue to move in here and move in and through every single heart and soul in here. And I thank you. May you be glorified in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen.